0: Welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is episode number 126. Happy end of September. Also, huge shout out to my dog, Roxy. It is her uh, second birthday on the 30th, so happy birthday. My little Roxy girl And also, it is me and Tyler's three-year anniversary on that day, too. So the 30th is just such a special day in my heart. And yeah, so happy anniversary to Tyler. I love you. Um, So yeah, very excited to be recording today with a very special guest. And yeah, I hope you guys have been enjoying the past episodes. Definitely check out my website. I have a journal online now that I'm super excited about that you can find on Amazon. If you search self-love gratitude journal, it should pop up. And it's also in the show notes. And with this journal, it's like a daily journal and you can use it to set your intention for the day, um, add in some you know gratitude and affirmations. And it's such a nice way to kind of start your day. So I would so appreciate if you supported me in that as well. So we have a very special guest today. She is a certified sexologist at Emily Duncan Sexology. She provides online sessions to help individuals and couples all over the world to cultivate sexual wellness. She is also the host of her podcast, That's Orgasmic. Everyone, please welcome Emily to the show. All right, everyone. I have Emily here with me. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: Yes, I'm so happy that you're here. So I would love to just kick it off with what are you most excited about that's coming up in your life? My most
1: excited that's a good question. I honestly this sounds ridiculous and like how boring my life is I'm most excited for New Year's because I have just booked a, like a mm-hmm. festival that goes for like four days and I'm gonna do a little road trip and I'm like so keen for it obviously that's still like well five months away four months <laughs> away but I'm like that's honestly where my life's at trying to look to the end of the year
0: <laughs> yes oh I love that that's super fun are you a big music person
1: yeah, I love my music. Um, I only went to my first like proper camping festival that wasn't a country shindig because I was used to be a real country girl. Um, mm. which was a hold of a lifetime. And I, yeah, so I went to one last New Year's and had so much fun. So yeah, I'm super keen to like do that again.
0: That's awesome. I love that. So obviously, you are a sexologist, which of course, a woman after my own heart. I love love talking about all the things spicy so I'm kind of curious like how were you always curious about sex like kind of walk me through how you kind of got into this type of work
1: yeah so definitely always been curious about sex like I remember even watching the movie meet the fuckers and there's like the sex therapist mom and I was like she is so cool um I remember the first time I found porn I was like oh my god like I was always intrigued always trying to you know find it or look it up or like was very um yeah a sexually intrigued aware person I guess and then the thing that really pushed me to be a sexologist because like I didn't even know this was a job like the careers counselor was not like here you go kids be a sex therapist like it wasn't an option um so it wasn't until I actually got chlamydia and I was 18 contracted it for the first time and I was like Shit, what do I do? Like in school, they teach you this is what it is. These are the signs and symptoms and don't get it. They don't teach you what to do when you get it. And that is where I feel like we were missing the education we needed because I didn't know what to do. I was like, cool, my doctor told me how to treat it, but how do I have this conversation with my current boyfriend that, hey, we've both got chlamydia? And then how do I have ongoing conversations about my sexual health, which I obviously got the first conversation out of the way over text. We never spoke about it again, though. So then I contracted it again because I never got treated properly because I just made the assumption that if you have chlamydia, you go and get treated properly. And then I... Got pelvic inflammatory disease from that, and it just turned into this really big schmuzzle, basically. And I was like, okay, I really need to learn more about my sexual health. And the more I learnt, the more I realized I didn't know. And I'm an open book, so I was talking about this to everyone. Like, literally, as soon as I contracted chlamydia, I was like, oh my god, mama, I've got chlamydia. It's like, dad knew, everyone knew. And the more I was talking about this, the more that people were wanting to talk about it with me. Um, and I was just like, OK, there is such a big gap here. Yeah. We need to address this. If I don't know this, nobody knows this. And so then I came across all these like sex educators, sexologists, found out what sexology was and changed my uni degree from criminology to um, psych and did psychology and then did my postgrad in sexology.
0: Oh, well, thank you for sharing that story. And it is so powerful. Like when we go through something, it's like, you learn so many things about, you know, whatever situation you're in, or maybe like even a friend went through something similar. And it really, the the education system here too, it's like, they say, oh, well, you're definitely going to get pregnant if you have sex, or you're going to get an STD and you're going to die. And they make it so just like, horribly educated i don't even know how else to put it but it's just like it's so scary and it's like you're gonna die or you're gonna get pregnant and you're gonna be a young mom and it's like all of that does not have to happen if you are prepared and you know like hey if something is off you know what to do and like you just said like you didn't even know what to do and that's like so such a scary situation when something like that happens um so but I also think it's beautiful that you kind of learned so much through it and then now Mm. it's like you're kind of making your career into this which I absolutely love that story um and also similar to you I am also an open book and just like hey like this is me like I love talking to my friends about it so were you always kind of like the go-to person for like your your friends about like talking about this stuff like have you always been the person to go to
1: um we definitely had open conversations about it I was like one of the first of my group to have sex so if we're going to talk about sex I was one of them but I was also kind of private like I was really open um and I feel like more progressive minded like I hated the slut shaming everything that went on in school I was completely against that so I feel like I would voice my opinions on things like that whenever somebody would say you know a comment about somebody um Mm -hmm. but I feel like my friendship group as a whole didn't really talk about sex that much to be honest yeah. like we weren't that sexually driven um yeah. so yeah it wasn't probably till after high school that's yeah. when yeah everyone I feel like all my conversations started to lead towards sex especially once I had chlamydia because everyone yeah. was like oh my god she's the first one to get it like and then every time somebody contracted it because we've all had it now um, right first person to come to and like any conversations around sex now like oh my god I've had every question you could possibly imagine
0: oh yeah definitely and I, I I love being that person to go to too because it's like hey they come to you they feel comfortable I mean that's obviously so important too is like when your friends feel like they can come to you and like say hey you know what I got this going on or some of my girlfriends will literally come to me and be like hey Janae um you know my partner did this in bed and like how do I tell them that I'm not into that like there's just so many interesting questions and conversations that I've had like obviously on the podcast who I've been podcasting for quite some time now and it's just it's so fun to talk about sex I think too because so many people have different perspectives on it they have you know experiences like oh wow I, I did this crazy thing and then like they share it with you and you're like, ooh, that's fun. I'm going to go try out that, Mm -hmm. which is such a fun exploratory, you know, conversations. And also like, then you can kind of go play around with your partner and like try out new things, which I think is like one of the things that I love to talk about is kind of like how to spice it up in the bedroom and how to keep it fun and keep it entertaining. Um, So I don't know if you have like maybe, a top two or top three favorite ways to spice it up in the bedroom
1: yeah I think first the first thing especially if you like long-term relationships is often to create like desire and sometimes it's just that 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 spice that you want you know, when you first start dating somebody and you just want to rip each other's clothes off all the time and you just want to be with them all the time and you have such a strong desire is cr- using like distance and separateness to create desire so often the longer we're together we mold our lives together if you start to live together you get in your routines and you're predictable you know what's going to happen so doing things that you used to do that make you feel good for starters and because often when you see your partner out their element like that is so hot like them doing their thing that is so hot. So trying to find little ways to practice like self care and just creating a bit more separateness, a bit more curiosity. Um, That can be just a little thing that's going to help your relationship in so many different ways. And like, it's not easy, but it's, yeah, something to think about and unpack. Another thing to do would be to sit down, have like a glass of wine or something and go through like a yes, no, maybe list. And if you haven't heard of this before, it's just a whole heap of different sexual activities um, where you can go through be like, yes, absolutely. Maybe I'm like, you know, curious or if I was in the right mood, the right context. And then no, absolutely not. We're not doing this. And then to add on the end, um, whether you want to receive it or give it, because I find that a lot of lists kind of miss that I have one on my website that has that added on there um if anybody wants to do it but it's just a great way to sit down especially if you like have some things that you want to explore but you're you know feel shameful about it or you're scared that your partner's going to be like oh my god no like you're a freak where did that come from to be able to be like oh he's just this thing that it's already on let me test the waters um so that could be a great way even there's like heaps of desire cards out there now Mm. where you can just like go, they've got all these questions and it's not even sexual acts. It can just like, I guess to relearn about each other, because it's really ignorant to think that, especially if you're in a long-term relationship, that your partner's going to want sex the same way all the time. And often what happens is our bodies change, our hormones change, Mm. even from day to day. Like I know I could have sex with my partner in the morning and sex at night and want completely different types of sex but we make so many assumptions in relationships and just assume that this is how my partner wants to have sex. This is how I've always done it. And I think it's so important to literally every six months or a year, sit down and have this conversation again. What do we actually want Mm. like pleasure wise in the bedroom? How do we want to show up sexually like in this relationship?
0: Oh my God. I love this. And I think that makes sense too, because it's like, yeah, like you're right our hormones change, like we might be in different parts of our cycle that can make us either super horny or like super wet and just like different aspects of that can have a very big impact on our libido. And I think too, like, I love that you said that, like kind of do a little check-in with your partner and say, Hey, like, I like that you said that. How do we want to show up? Because I think that, yeah, we can change daily hourly. Like it's such a good idea um in the yes no maybe list I freaking love that and it's so funny you said that because just the other day I was like kind of putting mine together and I was gonna put it on my website and then I was like shit like I want to like throw in some like crazy spicy things like I just took some off of like another list that I had seen mm-hmm. but I was like I want to add some like crazy shit in here and and then I like when you said to like giving or receiving because obviously like You might want to get anal, but do you want to give like something like that? Like you've got to know like, okay, well, would my partner be into that? And then of course they can do the list as well. And then you can kind of share answers, which I think is super fun. And that just reminded me a sex bucket list too. Is there something that Yes, absolutely. So much fun. So I did mine, he did his, and then we kind of like went out to dinner, which was actually super fun. And we were on like this pub and we had our drinks, whatever, hanging out. And I said, okay, we're going to, we're going to share each other's lists now. So then we like combined in our list, but it was fun because every time the waitress came over, we were like in mid convo. So it was almost like that feeling of like, you're going to get caught in like a, a yeah. funny or like sexual situation, but obviously we're just talking about it, but it was super, super sexy to talk about it in public. I don't know. There was something about it. So that's also a super super fun way to just like 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 you said the the thing about you know sharing your fantasies or your your needs your wants that you desire and you want to try out it can be super super you know intimidating maybe you're nervous maybe you're not so upfront with your your partner about sexual stuff or sexual acts maybe you're a little bit more shy so if someone was kind of nervous to talk about their fantasies or something that they want to try what do you usually suggest how can they kind of break that barrier and be more comfortable with it
1: yeah so first thing is getting clear with exactly what you want why you want it um and how you want it I guess because if you come to your partner and you just sack, like, I want to stick it in your ass I want to do anal, I want to do this. And your partner's like, oh, my God, where did this come from? If you can be like, okay, this is why, this is maybe how long or maybe I've seen it here or here or it's just something I've been really curious about but um, I'm willing to, you know, start slow and do this first, like making sure that you're across everything for any question they come at you with because it can very quickly escalate the conversation in your partner feeling maybe like uncomfortable. Um, They could have any kind of feelings come up, disgust, shame, whatever it is, Um, or maybe not feeling adequate enough if they don't want to meet that desire. So making sure that it's coming, you know, um, from a place of like, I'm curious about this, but unless it is something that you're like, if I don't have this, this relationship isn't going to work, coming from a place of just like curiosity. Um, But I think one great way if you're kind of scared is, obviously, as I said, using like, like a yes, no, maybe list, but even say you're watching a TV show where, um, let's say like non-monogamy, for instance, is depicted in that TV show, where you can start to have that conversation, be like, oh, like, what do you think about this? Or they're doing this, what do you think about that? A show like Sex Education, for instance, because there's so many different scenarios and kinks and things in there that you can pull from. Um, so that can be a great way. Or just coming to your partner almost from like a place of like, I guess, softness, just being like, Hey, I really want to talk to you about this. I'm actually feeling really nervous. I, you know, we don't really talk about this stuff. I, you know, don't know if I'm going to get it right or how to really talk about this. And this isn't necessarily about you. This is just something I'm curious about. And I would, you know, really love to explore this with you and be able to explore our sexuality together. And just, yeah, coming from, I guess, a softer place, And Mm. having that conversation first and saying, when would be a good time for you? Or how, like, when can we talk about this? Instead of just, you know, spraying it on them. A lot of people do it in the bedroom. Do it outside of the bedroom. Often it's a place of, like, vulnerability, especially if you've just had sex. Or a lot of people try and bring it up during sex. Like, they'll just move to, like, oh, let's try this. Wait, do it at another time. Um, Especially in, like, heterosexual relationships, I find with men having something where they're moving or doing a task can help so go for a walk go for a drive have something else that's kind of going on so it's not just like we're sitting here focused just on each other and it feels really intimidating have something else kind of going on you know in the in the background or some movement
0: that's that's genius because they're almost like they're already doing something and you're just obviously chatting and so they're not like so hyper focused on oh my God, what is she going to talk about or what is she going to ask? So that's like, yeah. such a good tip. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I would say, yeah, just be honest. I love when you said like, come from a place of curiosity. Cause it's not like I demand that you try this with me. It's more like hey, I've, I've been seeing this online. Like I, I always say, blame it on me. Say Janae was talking about this thing on her podcast. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: You know, like, yeah think that can be and I love when you said the TV show that is genius because there is so many things that happen on TV shows that I'm watching and I'm like "Ooh, I kind of want to try that and then I will ask my partner and like it's always like a good opener for you to kind of see oh okay like this is this is like a good opening like conversation of like bring it up to my partner because it just it happened on the t- television mm-hmm. show so I really love that which kind of yeah. leads me to the next topic which is masturbation which i think is something that i think so many people like i feel like it's still so taboo and i don't really know why and so i love that we're talking about it cuz we're going to break it down and just just share all of the benefits about it because i know that there are so so many um so i guess let's start out with like why do you think it is so like shameful and still like taboo. Or do you? Think I think
1: it's tab- yeah, <laughs> it definitely is. Oh my gosh, it so is. I still have friends that won't touch themselves. They're like, oh my god, no. They get like you know, just that you know that feeling. You just like feel gross. You just like oh yeah, I don't want to do that. You cringe. Um, so I think obviously when we've had so many messages from society historically like you'll go blind um the reason I don't know if you know this fact but you know like I don't know if you haven't been to America surely you would um Cornflakes Kellogg's Cornflakes or is that an Australian thing
0: yeah we have those yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah have you heard about the story of why they were made no so like literally the reason that that brand and like Cornflakes was even made was because the guy who made it he made cornflakes because they were bland and boring and it was to stop you from wanting to masturbate because he it was like masturbation was bad so if you're eating your cornflakes this morning it's actually just trying to stop you from getting yourself off
0: no way yeah
1: that was literally one of the first things i taught us in our sexology class i was like what
0: the fuck <laughs> that's wild i can't even believe yeah. that
1: <laughs> yeah so every time you eat your cornflakes i can think about that so we've still got this you know these messages ingrained throughout society even if we don't realize it um and then obviously like it's not a conversation people really have like pleasure isn't a part of our sex education right just at all so apart from like at my school and I know a lot of Australian schools I'll talk about wet dreams for guys um but it's just not a conversation and I think I don't know for like in America but definitely here for penis owners it's a lot more um you know, okay for them to masturbate. But for those with vulvas, it's like, no, don't do it. That's gross. And one reason I think that is, is because with the penis, it's right there. You can't miss it. It's it's right. dangling there. You can see it and you can see when it gets erect. And obviously they think, okay, an erection means that I'm turned on. Right. And even though that's not necessarily the case, but like physically like, okay, cool, I'm turned on. And they start touching touch it. Oh, that feels good. They start to masturbate. A vulva's tucked away, you can't really see it. We aren't taught how to know when we're feeling turned on or about like, you know, wetness, lubrication things. We're not just putting our hand down there. A lot of us haven't even looked at our vulvas before. So I think that is another reason we're not taught about it. The clitoris, Mm -hmm. for instance, like hardly anybody knows the proper anatomy for a clitoris and how big it actually is. Mm. And So, like, when we're not even taught about our anatomy, we're not taught about the pleasure, we're not taught how to pleasure ourselves, obviously then shame comes with it. And then it's just, like, this thing that's tucked away in the bedroom. And it. especially, like, I don't know about you, but the first time that I was sexual, I remember being like, oh, what is this? This is a weird feeling. And it took a few times before I got used to it. I was like, could get into it. So if those first few times, you're just like, what is this? Mm. You can feel those, and you can't talk to anyone about it course kind of shame comes up um even just other messaging like if you put your hand down your pants for instance like I remember once I had my hand just sitting there as a kid like not even doing anything and one of my parents was like don't do that like put your hand down and I was like oh okay hands not allowed in this area like it's just all these little things that I think add up to then having shame about it in general
0: yeah it's couldn't I couldn't have said it better. It's it's it really is so shame based. And I think like you were saying, we are exactly what you said of like men are taught like, oh, well, you know, if you hear a man masturbating, it's like, oh, fine. But if you hear like a woman masturbating, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, oh, she's so bad and naughty. And I feel like there's just there is such a shame on it. And we are. That's what we do on this podcast. Everyone is you know, just de-shaming and de-stigmatizing. I don't even know if that's a word, but I just made it up. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, these topics and these things that are so normal and natural. And I think it's so important to explore our bodies because if I know the way I like to like to be touched, I can then, of course, share that with my partner and then we can try out new things together and I can be like, rub me this way, you know, do this, do this, do this. And I think when you get to know your body, it's, it, it's so important. It's like a little self-care thing. Like, Hey, I'm going to go get myself off and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my day. It's, it's a me day. I'm going to enjoy myself. And I think just allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to do that and allowing yourself to try out new things. So Um, you know maybe if someone has never masturbated before or maybe they they're a little yeah they feel shame about it what would you say is like a good like starting point to either buying a toy or kind of starting the process of self-pleasure
1: honestly getting comfortable with your body first Um, one thing I love is journaling some people don't like it but one thing you can do if you don't even like the people who are just like oh my god I like just touching myself just repulses me or I feel so much shame or terribly about it is you know writing out what did I learn about like masturbation what I learn about sex um where did I get these messages from and just starting to unpack everything that's kind of led you to where you are now what thoughts come up whenever I've tried to masturbate you know so you can try and get some patterns understand it if you need to go seek therapy see a sexologist definitely do that um and then i would recommend honestly just starting small just placing your hand on your genitals and just being like hello you're there you can do whatever you're close to start with and just spending a few breaths you can even do it now like put your hand there and just have a breath in and out and just be like okay how does it feel um every time you do if you like to meditate and you do the body scan don't skip your genitals they always go like stomach thighs and they miss this whole section check yeah. just checking in that can be a really great simple first step of just being like, okay there's this part of my body here that i can't ignore anymore then getting to know your anatomy looking in a mirror especially if you have a vulva getting to know it finding your clitoris just getting comfortable with how it looks because that can be where a lot of shame comes from for a lot of people too especially um when we've been taught that a vulva should look one way in porn and say yeah. you have labia that's protruding it then you might every time you masturbate be like oh my god like it's getting in the way or I can you know see it or feel it and that you you don't like that getting comfortable going online there's so many like vulva online galleries now where you can see hundreds of vulvas and see that okay mine is like everybody else's we're just not showing the diversity of vulvas um and then from there just starting slow walk turning yourself on putting on some laundry if you want lighting a candle having a bath putting the music on having a little sexy dance in a mirror and touching all over your body first seeing how that feels for you then coming into your vulva. but don't just dive straight for your clitoris or your vagina or however you're wanting to masturbate or obviously if you're a penis owner and you're wanting to you've got like going through this process as well but touching around first then slowly making your way in and just going slow how does it feel being with your breath breathing in through your nose and I always love to do this thing where you like it's like you're breathing out through your pussy or your penis and you breathe out and all of your I guess attention goes there if you're you know in your mind and you're in your head then you'll often find the pleasure will intensify and just yeah seeing how it feels and just being curious the first few times it might feel weird it might not feel good um just getting into it and finding the the flow bringing in toys if you want to um but if anything comes up where you're not feeling safe or uncomfortable taking a breather um and then coming back to it and seeing how it feels
0: that is nailed it that's that's so good and I think too like like you said taking it slow don't rush it like enjoy the moment and I think really bringing pleasure into your life every single day is something that I am trying very hard to do I read a book recently um sex with Emily um oh my god Emily Morris she's like a Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah uh, a doctor in sexology so I've been reading her book and she says that we should bring 25% of our day should be dedicated to pleasure whether that being you know masturbating whether that being you know taking a walk reading a book whatever your pleasure eating food right right like anything that brings you joy and 25% so I'm like I'm really trying hard to like get to that 25% because it's something that I've just always wanted to do and um, so giving it giving yourself time to like, okay, now I have a night to myself. I'm going to, like you said, make the room sexy, make the environment comfy. And that you feel good in because they, I always, I always hear, you know, other podcasters and sex um, educators say that if your environment is not, you don't feel comfortable in, you're looking at the floor and there's clothes everywhere and you're trying to have sex or like masturbate. It's like that, isn't like it's a sore eye it's like you know what I can't I can't get in the mood I'm not feeling it because there's your environment is not welcoming or comfortable mm-hmm. so definitely making sure you set the tone I love that you said like go in the bath or you know put a candle on make maybe even make some there's a lot of sexy playlists like on Spotify yeah, that.
1: absolutely Great.
0: And then if you want to, like, dabble in, you could always do some, like, erotic audio. Like, that's something that it's a really good step of, like, okay, maybe I feel a little bit more comfortable. Now I want to try a little bit something different. So I think that's always a good one. Of course, you can watch some porn, um, but definitely, like, I think finding what you like and also just, like, I think the audio part of it can be really, really cool, too, because, you can kind of play out you know the story in your head and like you kind of get to visualize it yourself instead Mm -hmm. of like watching a video it's kind of like a different experience um and then something else that I love (laughs) is I read a lot of books and a lot of them have like crazy sex scenes and I literally I get so fucking turned on and I'm like I need to like put this book away because I need to get off right now and it's just like trying out new things and like really being able to explore your body. And I just, I I can't say enough good things about masturbating. I know that there's also a a bunch of other benefits, like reducing stress, you're sleeping better, um, you know, the happy hormone, like there's just so many great benefits. Um, What about, is it possible for someone to masturbate too much? Is that, is that a thing?
1: Yeah, so it is, but only if it's starting to negatively impact on your life So or your physical body. Like, if you're starting to, you know, get tears, friction, burn, maybe lay back on it a bit. Or Mm. if it's getting to the point where you're starting to cancel plans with friends, you're going to work late, you're not practicing good hygiene, like you're skipping showers, things because you're just wanting to, like, masturbate all day. So Mm. once it starts to, I guess cross that line of I guess you being in control of it. It's something that you do for your pleasure, for your downtime, um, nice. to then okay, like I'm now not, you know, engaging with life. Fully and how I used to, that's when I would definitely seek support. Um, or if you're somebody who uses porn to watch, mm-hmm. um, to, to masturbate, and you're finding that the porn you're having to watch is having to become more and more extreme, and you're having to keep going and going to be able to get yourself off to feel aroused. And then with that as well, if you can no longer get aroused with, say, your partner in the bedroom, one thing I find with penis owners is it's called death grip. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but mm. like when they're masturbating and they've got such a firm grip and they're masturbating all the time, so then if they engage in penetrative penetrative sex, if that's how they like to have sex, they can't they can't have an orgasm. And they think there's something wrong with them, but it's like we just need to take down that grip because generally in penetrative sex. There's nothing that's going to replicate that kind of firmness unless you're using toys. So taking it down and notch or just masturbating in a different way so it's not impacting your sex life.
0: Mm, yeah. And also, like, kind of exploring, but also I think, like, trying out new things, right? Like you said, trying out a, a different position or, like, different grips, like what you were just saying, I think too, like say you always masturbate when you're laying down like well like try it in the shower or try it sitting up mm-hmm. like in a different position there's so many like um sex pillows and just like so many different ways to masturbate and like trying out new things I think is such a fun idea and to like obviously there are a bajillion different toys that
1: <laughs> oh so many out there now literally <laughs>
0: There's so many. And I, um, I actually have a website that has a bunch of different ones. So for my listeners, definitely check out the show notes. Um, my link is in there, but there's just like so many cool ones. And I think that, you know, trying out if you, if you feel comfortable, like trying out a new one and maybe like trying out something that you've always been curious about, like I was years mm-hmm. ago the clit sucking ones i was always like oh i'm dying to know what that feels like and then i got one i was like this is life-changing this is what the
1: hype's about mm-hmm. this is yeah it's literally everyone's favorite vibrator it's everyone's favorite vibrator
0: i actually yeah. have and goes on the vulva just like it like cups it perfectly and that one like, blew my mind i didn't think of that i would love it but it was incredible
1: yeah absolutely and Another thing that you made me think of just then is like, it's so important to change it up, try new toys, try different ways to reach orgasm if that's your goal. Because if you do it in the same way every time, you're wiring your brain to just be like, yes, this is how we do it, this is how we do it. So then when you try it a different way, you're going to be potentially disappointed or really struggle to reach the same pleasure or orgasm. Because you literally just train your brain, like, this is how we do it. Because our brain is just neural pathways. So, having a diverse as possible masturbation practice is so important.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, and then another thing that I definitely want to pick your brain on is struggling to orgasm. So, let's kind of break mm-hmm. that down um, penis owners versus vulva owners and kind of, you know, what, why. It could happen. And yeah, let's kind of break that down.
1: Yeah. So I guess I can really talk to it as a whole for both penis and vulva owners because our biggest sex organ is our brain. And the reason why most of us got an orgasm is our brain. Uh, so the first thing I think that's important to touch on is desire and the two different types, responsive and spontaneous. I'm sure you probably talked about it on your podcast before, but quickly spontaneous is like you know you see sex on tv you're turned on you see your partner you're turned on you think about sex you're turned on and ready to go responsive is you need your partner to you know give you a shoulder massage the dishes to be done the right context you've had a good day you're not tired and you then build that desire they Mm. give you a shoulder massage like oh that feels good let me have a little bit more. And then they move down to say, you're, brassy. you're like, oh, that feels good. Let me have a little bit more. Because it's such a misconception that um, desire is like this feeling of hunger. It's not. We can go our whole lives without sex and never need it again. We will be fine. Um, might not be happy, but we will be fine. Oh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I think that's important because a lot of people think that it's spontaneous, that desire that they are meant to have. It's what we see in the movies everywhere. But responsive desire is what a lot of especially vulva owners will have and about 30% of penis owners. So if you fall into that category, you might think you're broken, but you're not. Next thing is to work out your turn-ons and offs, um, and you would have heard of it with Emily Nagoski before, the accelerator and your brake. You wanna try and get as much as you can on that accelerator to turn you on and as much off with your brakes. But for some of us, we are more prone to one or the other. And so really sitting down, looking at your best sexual experiences, your worst sexual experiences and everything in between, what turns you on, what turns you off is really important so that you can start trying to create these sexy contexts that are going to maximise your pleasure, that you feel safe in um, to be able to, I guess, achieve like the, the best outcome. Next thing, make pleasure your goal, not orgasms. As soon as you take away this goal to orgasm and focus on pleasure and chase pleasure, not only will your sex change and your sex be better for you, But often when we take away this goal of orgasm and chase pleasure, the orgasms will just come. So, you know, when you're feeling into something that feels good, follow that, follow pleasure. Don't do what you think you should do. Um, Do what your body's telling you to do, basically. Um, And then it's important, yeah, focusing on that pleasure. So if something's feeling good, breathing in through your nose and then as I said earlier like breathing out through the part that's being pleasured focusing your attention on there because it will heighten that if you find that oh my god I might climax climax right now I feel like I'm going to not going oh my god I'm gonna I'm gonna come I'm gonna come or like or fuck, I might orgasm and then losing it because I'm i the queen of self-sabotaging orgasms and, like, it's it's so easy to do. So right. refocusing your attention back to, okay, what am I actually feeling right now? And this is where practising mindfulness can be, like, really important. Um, but, yeah, refocusing your attention and then refocus your attention to the part that's being pleasured. I know for me, I... Did an orgasm uh, for the first 20 partners or something. And I was like, mm. I'm going to be one of those people. I'm never going to orgasm. Mm. And then I read Emily Nagoski's book, Come As You Are, and it. it was that refocusing my attention on the pleasure. As soon as I did that, orgasms just came. And I was like, what? What is going on? Um, so that's really important. Um, but also having a, if you're having partnered sex, mm feeling safe and comfortable, there has literally been partners where like I will recreate exactly how I will literally get myself off. I'll have porn going, my favorite toy, but just having them next to me, I can't get to an orgasm because I don't have that safe, comfortable relationship with them. So that can be something that's really important too.
0: Yeah, right. Having that comfortability and and really, I loved when you said like refocusing your attention because sometimes like I said about the environment and like like you're like overthinking you're like holy shit like oh I gotta do this after I gotta do this after and it's like like when you said mindfulness and I love that so much because I think that it's you can get it so in your head and like oh my god I'm gonna come oh my god and then you lose it like you said like that is the worst I think that's probably happened to everyone at some point and Mm -hmm. you know if you have never orgasmed I think really trying to Like you said, focus on the pleasure, be in the moment, and really just connect with your partner. Like that's that's your special time together. That's so that's so vulnerable and intimate, and really enjoying the moment. Also, I think with that being said, is like focusing on your senses. Like if they're touching you somewhere, like feel exactly what that feels like. Okay, is it tingly? Is it sensitive? Does it feel? um warm is it is it cool like obviously we could talk about like temperature play as well um mm-hmm. but there's just so many aspects of pleasure that I think you can focus on and try to just be so in the moment which I understand is sometimes very very difficult for some folks mm-hmm. they have so many things going on what do I have to do like, right later today and like it just it, it can get yeah. the best of you but
1: yeah. I think it's good, too, to be aware of, like, how everything's feeling, but don't judge it. Like, let it, like, anyone who's practiced mindfulness, like, if something doesn't feel good, be like, oh, okay, that, this is how it's feeling, but even trying not to label it, like, just being like, oh, that's how that feels, and then moving, because as, obviously, if you're touching different areas, or the rhythm of things are changing, it will evolve, but trying not to judge it, because that's when, you can start to have these thought spirals happen so it's really important to just let them be clouds let the pleasure just keep flowing through you and just moving with it
0: yes oh I love that so much and also speaking of orgasms I would love to talk about squirting because that just so happens to be one of my personal favorite things ever (laughs) and learning how was quite an adventure but I don't know if you have any experiences or Maybe you can teach some folks, you know, mm-hmm. what it is, because I know that there's such a freaking stigma that it's pee and it's not pee. So let's kind of get into it.
1: Yeah. So squirting is so much fun. Um, so- yes, it can be messy, but there's so many things out there now that we can deal with the mess. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, squirting is a beautiful thing. It can feel really pleasurable. Um, so for some people they will squirt every time they orgasm sometimes they orgasm sometimes the orgasm feels different to the squirting there's you know it's different for every vulva and how you experience it mm-hmm. so squirting basically it comes from your skin glands and what will happen is as you get aroused it will put fluid. It's literally got the same enzy- enzymes as what's in, like, a male prostate. Um, so it will fill up your bladder. And then this is the liquid that's expelled. So as for the myth about, like, pee, if there is pee in your bladder, it may mix with it. So mm-hmm. it is something, like, it may happen. But, like, honestly, do not even stress about it. Like, it is yeah. not. it is not worth not worth stressing about if you're someone who does squirt just going to the toilet before you engage in play if you're genuinely like concerned about this um but it's it's sex sex is messy these things right. happen it's like if you engage in ass play and you think there's not going to be any shit like you just can't you can't yeah. think that that's gonna happen
0: True. so
1: that's i guess the first the first thing about squirting now it's different for everybody, and every revolver is capable, but you may never do it, and that's okay too. Yeah. Um, and there's some revolver owners out there who wish they could never and wish they couldn't. Like, I have, I know some friends who square every time, and like, it's such an inconvenience. Um, so, it's just different for each revolver. And the reason, um, the, the way to, I guess, reach it typically is through G's, the G area, G spot stimulation. And the reason that is if you see the proper anatomy of a clitoris, It goes down and wraps around your vulva and the part that's like our G-spot is actually where the clitoris comes down around, I mean not the vulva, before the vagina, comes down around the vagina so then when you start, you know, stimulating this area and your clitoris is properly engorged, because it's really important to be like fully turned on for this so that your clitoris is really engorged, this is where you can find that you may squirt. So, way to i guess try and achieve it is to find that g area which is towards your belly button um so say if you put your fingers inside your vagina and then you do like the come hither motion mm-hmm. so using fingers starting slow don't just go like hard and fast straight away it works for some people but if you're trying to learn starting slow getting used to the feeling um and even like glass dildos things like that there's so many out there now that can be really good for it because um they can just really hit that spot the firmness um and just finding that spot good repetitive slow motions to start with and building it up is I guess a perfect way to try and get there but making sure as I said before that you're really fully aroused because it's, you just, you want your clitoris to be as engorged as it can be for this. Some people have a just squirt from clitoral stimulation. I have myself, if I have one of my big like wand vibrators and I'm like really turned on, I've already orgasmed a few times. I will notice if I move the wand down, um, so it's not directly on my clitoris, but more towards like the entrance of my vagina, it's mm-hmm. stimulating that my clitoris from from there, the internal part that's around that G area,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: squirting can happen. Um, Ooh. even just like orgasms that feel like they're engaging my pelvic floor more and more like a like a penetrative orgasm, if we're gonna label it that. Um mm-hmm putting the vibrators on different spots can help like achieve that
0: yeah yeah I think squirting is something that (laughs) I have literally tried to teach some of my girlfriends because they're like I don't want to do it so bad my partner has tried so hard but it's like you're so right like being slow so I had a partner actually like quite a while back that did it every single time we had sex and then all of a sudden I was like I need to learn how to do this myself so mm-hmm. I will never forget it. It was one it was on my birthday, which is really, really funny. I was, I was like, I'm gonna freaking make myself score tonight. And I fucking did it. And it was the best birthday of my life.
1: Mm-hmm. It was the so first good. time it happens, it's like this release that you've never experienced before. It, it feels insane.
0: Yeah. And I always tell people too like, if you feel like it's like it's kind of like almost it feels like for me at least like pressure building up and then like yeah all of a sudden you might feel like you're gonna like pee or like something is happening Mm -hmm. but just Mm -hmm. keep going like that's what I also tell people is like just keep going because that probably is going to happen and yeah it feels so it feels so fucking good I think it's probably when I get to do it I'm like this is fucking awesome
1: and then when you yeah a hundred percent
0: It's like, and I actually have probably twice from penetrative sex and that was very shocking because I didn't think like the angle would be proper, but somehow it worked out and that was also very, very amazing. But yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just such a, a, again, a fun way to explore your body, play around with that area and, you know, see what happens and good luck. (laughs)
1: no absolutely and as you said following that sensation of like when you feel like you're gonna pee even for people who have never orgasmed before I remember my first orgasm I remember I was told okay it might feel like you need to pee so when that started to happen I didn't freak out I was like focus on the pleasure focus on the pleasure and then I had my first orgasm and that was through penetrative sex and I was like oh my god because obviously not many people can do that anyway right um so yeah following that and because even if you're so you don't want to squirt and you have that sensation stick with it because you never know you might not squirt but then also Mm. if you are looking to squirt definitely follow that
0: sensation absolutely I love it so much all right Emily well this was such a blast would you like to play our game are you ready
1: yeah I'm so excited I've never played a game on a podcast before so I am so keen for this
0: oh I love it okay so the first one is are you an early riser or night owl
1: I'm like neither. I'm not an any type of day the person. I just struggle to get through every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fair.
1: That's um, no. I'd probably be a really. I'm honestly. I flick between the two. If I get up early, I love it. Yes. But I get the nighttime zoomies every night. To be honest, I love my that. poor partner. Every time we'll be in bed and they're like nearly asleep, but I'm like, let's
0: go. <laughs> let's go. I totally get that um salad or sandwich 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 love yeah um the beach or the swimming pool
1: beach for sure yeah beach,
0: love um would you rather give up your favorite food or give up your favorite beverage
1: oh my god! give up my favorite beverage i'm such a foodie couldn't Thank give you. up my favorite food but i could there's plenty of beverages out there
0: true that's true uh the next one is would you rather have eyes that film everything or ears that record everything
1: I would rather have eyes that film everything my memory's good enough for the for the recording (laughs) love it
0: uh would you rather accidentally send a nude to someone in your family or your boss
1: my boss especially (laughs) for the podcast they've already they've heard everything What's, oh, what's my body going to be? <laughs> <laughs> Love
0: it. Um, would you rather have a new shirt in your closet every day or have a new pair of shoes in your closet once a week?
1: I think, ooh. Probably a new shirt. New shirt. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. Uh Would you rather create a new day of the week or create a new language?
1: I would rather a new Oh, would it be like having eight days of the week or just a new, yeah,
0: yes, eight days, like eight days
1: for one. sure. Yeah. Three day weekend.
0: Yeah. Yes. I don't know why. Whoever whoever invented the calendar, I'm like, we gotta have a talk. It needs to be eight days.
1: We need- uh, literally. Yeah. We need- or just like cut down our work week to four and don't make it nine to five. Make it like, I don't know, maybe nine to three. Like it's yes. Not realistic.
0: Yes. Oh it's my working,
1: God. but it's not working. It, <laughs> right, i'm suffering
0: it is so true it is so true and everyone thinks that so like why don't we just fucking change it i i say this all. um okay the next one is would you rather be a kid forever or be an adult forever
1: <sighs> be that is so hard probably really be is. an adult forever because i feel like once i turned 18 and got my license everything in my freedom everything's mm. been so much better
0: that is very true. Would you rather never self-pleasure again or never have sex again? <laughs> what kind of
1: question is that? I would rather... Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Um, you know let, let me think. I would rather... God, never <laughs> self-pleasure. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the sex because I yeah I can teach them
0: that's true yeah that's true. as long as yeah. I was good sex then, then that's yeah. fair.
1: yeah absolutely
0: um let's see would you rather have an unlimited gift card to your favorite restaurant or a clothing store
1: clothing store
0: love it um dirty talk or like long foreplay session
1: oh long foreplay oh my god like I need like half an hour of foreplay I wanted to start like take me to dinner turn me on there let's get one of those like vibrators that you can take control of when I'm sitting there like let's make it a whole thing
0: yes I freaking love that I have I have one of those and I really need to use it like ASAP Mm -hmm. I haven't yet to try it but it will happen it will happen soon um, let's see. Would you rather give up all technology or give up TV, movies, and books?
1: Um, all technology. I would love to have a with of you know technology, to be honest.
0: It would be pretty lovely, I have to say. Yeah. But it would be, yeah. I think I would do the same. Mm. Um, mm, sex toys only or oral sex only? Sex toys. Mm. Agreed. Um, they online... can
1: replicate the oral sex.
0: <laughs> That's actually a good point. Um, online shopping or in person shopping?
1: Um, ooh. I prefer online, but like it's never as eff- effective yes. as in person of actually trying it on.
0: Yes, agreed. Um, and then the last one is sunrise or sunset?
1: Sun. Oh, I love a sunset on a warm summer's day when it's yeah. nice you're outside and it's just like beautiful
0: yeah I love that oh my gosh this was so much fun Emily thank you so much for being here please let everyone know where they can connect with you uh, so
1: either through my Instagram, that's orgasmic, um, which is also the name of my podcast, that's orgasmic, or um my website is Emily Duncan Sexology. Um so I do online sex coaching sessions for individuals and couples all around the world. Um, so you can find my website there, booking a session if you want to. Um, but yeah, they're the main, the main two places.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This was such a blast. Thank you for being here. No, thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. It was such a blast recording with Emily. Thank you so much again to her for coming on. And I'm also going to be on her podcast. So definitely go check that out. I would love for you to connect with me. You know where to find me on My Naked minds on all of your social media. As well as I would love for you to go check out my self-love gratitude journal that I just came out with. It is on Amazon, so you can get it from any location, and I'm so, so excited about it. So if you get it, let me know. Take some pics. I would love to hear all about your experience, and yeah, all of the links will be in the show notes, and I hope you tune in next week for another episode of My Naked Mindset. Okay, I love you all. Bye!